Hi, my name is Tiger Warford, and this is Dingo Talk. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is Dingo Talk. My guest this week is Tiger Warford. Tiger, thank you for taking uh, the time. I mean, we've been trying to go back and forth. You've been dealing with some personal things and with the coaching and everything. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. Absolutely. I appreciate it, man. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, spend some time, and, and, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. So before we start, uh, I'm going to do something that we don't normally do. I'm going to let you guys know how Tiger and I know each other um, and let you know that this episode is dedicated to Tiger's recently passed father, my former AAU coach, um, probably one of the greatest men I've ever met, Reggie Warford. Um, so we saw, we played AAU together back oh six, oh seven. show our age. Um, and that sounds like we're real old, man. It sounds like we're getting old. You aren't getting old yet. I have already cr I crossed the 30 threshold. I'm old. I don't get to argue that, uh, that, that case anymore. Um, but so we're here to talk about you. So senior year of high school, you end up down in Kentucky, correct? Absolutely. So I was in Kentucky playing basketball at a uh, small, small, small country town. And we had a really good team in three years. We went to state. Uh, we lost in the championship twice. And my father led that uh, us in coaching for that. And, and he was a tremendous person to a lot of people for for what he did with and so I, I appreciate that you know we have such a, a great bond just from you know the short time we played AAU together and so I was out there in, in uh, my senior year he started to, to get some health problems uh, I went to Murray State University my freshman year and played basketball uh, out there with some really great players and transferred to junior college in Maryland my sophomore year my well, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta stop you there. You're gonna, you're getting too ahead of me. We're not gonna get the whole thirty minutes if you tell it on five. So, um, the Murray State. How do you end up? <laughs> why Murray State? So actually, it was really close to where it's not. It was an hour and a half from where I was going to high school in Muhlenberg County, and uh, it, it was, it was a good like first step. And now, I. I walked on and I, you know, had to earn my place in there. And a mm -hmm. lot of players who, you know, we didn't get that game that we wanted to at the end of our senior year. So we lost to go to state in the championship. And, and Kentucky's a little bit different. Only 16 teams in all of Kentucky go. So there's no double A, triple A, quad A. The school with 100 kids or 10,000 kids could play each other really anytime. Wow. So it, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal for that. So we lost in the championship every year. Uh, well, two years of my last years there, my junior, senior year hmm. to go literally by last second shots. But um, it, it, that hurt in the exposure. That was supposed to be a big leading. And we had a lot of momentum after my sophomore year where we did go to state. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, one of 16 teams, we had a lot of momentum. We got hurt in those last two. And so my recruiting wasn't, you know, it wasn't what I, I had some offers here and there, but I, it wasn't what I was looking for. And uh, Coach Prom was at Murray, and I appreciate him giving me the opportunity and and really, you know, accepting me in there. I, I played with some great players, got to get a lot of experience. Isaiah Kanan, who played in the NBA, was doing really well. 
um, Ed Daniels, Stacy Wilson, and all guys who are phenomenal, phenomenal players that I really just appreciate getting to to see. And so my my freshman year is a big learning year, big learning then, year because there was a huge difference. And then so you after your freshman year, what was why the choice to leave and go to a junior college for a year? So I didn't know uh, that Coach Prom was going to be leaving after that year because that was, you know, I was, my, I had heard my father was getting a little bit worse than what they could handle in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And so he was getting ready to move back to Pittsburgh because he had a, a set of doctors who knew exactly what, you know, he had had throughout his life. And the, the condition is hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. It's like a, having a, a, a callus on your heart. And he he had it throughout his life. He had some mm-hmm. heart problems, but as serious as they were, they didn't know to the extent of how bad they could be. And he he kind of, you know, really fought his way to being able to play through college and it, it ended up catching up with him. It's, you know, it's something that he never smoked, never drank, never had any, he was just a healthy guy. And, and it was just unfortunate, you know, it was yeah. a, a really unfortunate thing that happened. Mm-hmm. But that's what that's what kind of drove me from Murray to to look elsewhere. He was getting I was 11 hours away at Murray from where my house is in Pittsburgh. And uh, the college I went to, Howard Community College in Maryland, was a I co- played under Coach Smelkinson, loved him. Unbelievable guy. And he really helped me take my game out, out, out to a, a great level and got a be- better opportunity to you know, taking that year being a walk on and, you know, trying to earn my space. Mm-hmm. I, I felt I needed to get more active time. And I, I made that move and I found Maryland, which was only about four and a half hours from Pittsburgh. So I could make an easy four hour drive on a weekend. And that's what I basically was doing most of my junior or my sophomore year of college. So then, that's what kind of drove me over to Maryland. So you go from Maryland and you end up making your way over to Youngstown where you finish out the last two years, correct? Yes, sir. Coach Slocum, great guy. And how do you end up, how does that come about now? Is that part the exposure from the JUCO and getting more playing time or was that another, I'm going to, I want to go back in, get playing time and I'm going to go here to do it. So that was a, a, a good combination. I, I actually, and this is where my 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 sophomore year was a it was a tough year because of all those things happening. We were doing really well for our JUCO, and I was doing really well. I actually got a concussion and I broke my nose, and I was out for about two months where I wasn't be able to go to class, and that, that had hurt me. I came back in on the on, on the way into that. I was. I was receiving a lot of look and a lot of, you know, exposure from, from being there. And it was exactly the Avenue I needed. That concussion took me out weird around December. I came back in January, probably around end of January. Uh, and that being my third, fourth concussion, it, it was, it took me a minute to kind of the test. It all really means something and it, and it comes back around to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got, I was I had an opportunity to go to Robert Morris and play for Coach O'Toole or Coach Tool and a phenomenal guy and I, I was really looking at going there initially and that's where I was basically committed to he was going to give me my shot I'd still have three years to go to the school since I went to a JUCO and I redshirted a year so I had three years less of eligibility and 
since I had that concussion, it, it, you know, from a step forward, took me another step back and I had to earn my way in. So I walk on to another school to try to get the same opportunity, which, you know, it's something you can discuss with coaches. It's a, it's a real thing. And, and they understand your, your drive. So you giving them, them giving you that year to prove yourself. I, I really would recommend that for a lot of players trying to get, you know, talk to a coach, even if you're not sure, mm-hmm. give it a shot and try out, you know, you can walk on and then, Guys like uh, Jared Polson uh, got some really good minutes for, for Kentucky. And, uh, you know, he ended up playing some meaningful minutes throughout his years. So well, uh, let me ask Robert you this. Moore- as you go through, as you, you know, you're, you're, there's a lot of adversity here in those first two years of, you know, there's injuries, there's, there's, I'm not getting, maybe not exposure, the initial looks mental health side of that what are you battling with with that while you're trying to because i mean i can't imagine that some of that was easy right no man it was it was rough and and my head was in a million places i i had a lot of people that helped me through but i i truly was keeping it trying to keep it tough because i wanted to be you know a rock for for what i know my dad did and all the things but it was it was unbelievably tough and i really started when my college career ended it really affected me even more so if you ask that question at the end of this whole story here that was a huge monumental difference and i would really recommend like talking to people whoever needs you know getting yourself taken care of because things there's little things that could help you tremendously get your head on track especially post athleticism mm. at post athletic career because i i I was so used to having such a, a regimen and so used to so many things. My head was a million other places when you took the main stimuli of my life away. Well, so how did the well, one, why did you end up choosing Youngstown? And two, what did you end up majoring at while you were there? So I chose, I w- like I said, initially was looking at Robert Morris. They mm-hmm. only had a major of biology. They didn't have a, the major I was looking at because I started looking past college I was like I may not you know be able to be the player I wanted to be but it's taken me and everything I've done it's because of basketball mm-hmm. so I look at and I say you know what do I really want to do with my life and I, I love exercise I love science physics and anatomy and so I, I find that Youngstown is only an hour 15 minutes from Pittsburgh in my house and I, I look over there and they have an exercise kinesiology major so I, I talked to Coach Slocum, and he gives me that that opportunity, uh, similarly how Coach Tool was going to give me to walk on. And I ended up, which, you know, it was a very blessing to have and, and to, to earn a, a scholarship my next year of uh, college. So it, it was all worth the while for, for me, and it made a huge difference. Now, so walk that- us – Walk us through a day in the life of a Division One basketball player because Youngstown is Division One, correct? Absolutely, and you know we play some really great competition. A lot of guys who 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 are playing now, even after overseas in the league, different mm-hmm. you know all kinds of stuff. And it's it's a job as much as it was to go to school. And you know the biggest thing you know going to school eight hours a day is teaching you is that you have to be somewhere and be responsible for for something and other people. So I was responsible for my teammates and I received, you know, punishments if they, if I didn't hold them accountable, it's, you know, wake up, 
early, go to class, whatever you have, you have to schedule, you know, you have your schedule, which mm -hmm. make it around practices. They, they focus, go to class, go to practice, work out. Usually you'll have either a workout either before or after you find some time in the day before or after with the team, they'll have it. And sometimes, you know, when you'll have two days where they'll go pra or work out practice and uh, film. Mm -hmm. So you go from class, practice, workout, film back and then probably time you get back it's like seven eight you start to get something to eat sometimes you have a team meal and uh after the team meal then you you know you find time to make yourself a college social life if you don't have any homework and uh you know you, you kind of get into such a routine as you know you compromise you can only do so much you gotta sleep studies sports exercise all that you need to keeping the one and staying on track. So it's a full job and it's not, so it's, it's why a lot of great players are stuck in new either Juco or don't get the quite, you know, they may be a phenomenal recreational player, or, you know, a different league player, but they, they didn't get to college because they didn't have that student athlete mentality. That's a, it's a whole difference and it teaches mm -hmm. you. That's why I, I say that basketball was so important because it taught me how to how to do multiple things and be, you know, a better version of myself. So as you're going through, because there was there was some success that was had with with your Youngstown career in those three years. You like you said, you walk on, and then the next two years you earn a scholarship. Um, as that last season, now if I'm right, is that last season for you? 2017 yes i believe that would be a 2000 yep 2017 so we're at 2017 the basketball season ends so you you had spoken earlier about how when basketball ended the the mental health really kind of what was being pushed back by having your constant stimulus of basketball and whatnot it was kind of it was done at what point did you know it was done yeah. and when do those mental health problems issues start kind of creeping in and how did you deal with them so it, it was as college was you know i started seeing the end of college and i started you know it's a really it's a it's a big time to not just go and have fun but to find what you want to do and who you want to be the next years of your life so as I started getting deeper into it and more into my studies, I, I really found uh, comfort in learning certain things. Like I, I wasn't a great student all the time and I may have not, you know, paid attention all the time, didn't do every test great, but I really got into what I, I got into. Like mm -hmm. the things I liked at college and school had all taught me how to learn and find the, the information I really needed. And that was a, a big help in the focus of to getting me through the end of college as my basketball career was dwindling, I was using that as a, a kind of a crush to take me through um, my end of my, my college. So that's, those two are coming to a simultaneous end. Mm -hmm. um, I was in the deciding of go to school after, but it would, you know, $150,000 to get my doctorates in physical therapy, which was what I was looking for. Yeah. However, you know, that's, that's tough. And my father's health had taken a really tough, tough turn. And uh, he, he started declining pretty rapidly. He, he had a heart transplant 
he had uh and that happened about my my junior year of college junior mm -hmm. junior year of college he had a heart transplant and then by my senior year of college he had to have a, a kidney transplant so he was you my mom had been taking care of him like a saint for the last couple of years where he couldn't walk he was on oxygen 100 percent of the time he a lot of his life stuff was limited. He still would, you know, be able to get around on his chair a little bit, mm -hmm. which was a, a huge help and donation from some of the Kentucky guys. But um, it, it was a huge struggle. So in, in all that, I was, I was just trying to get back and spend as much time with him. So I, I didn't, you know, I wanted to look and play overseas, get a chance to play in some type of league, and but I was, you know, I wanted to get the time with him, and I, I, I really and all that whole circle coming back. It was 11 hours from Murray, four hours from Maryland, hour and a half from um, Youngstown. And then finally I was like, you know, uh, I, I came to the deal of, you know, I'm, I was gonna move back in the idea, you know, to basically, uh, you know, buy out and live in the house I had grown up in mm -hmm. with able to take care of my father and uh, give him the best I could you know, help them with a lot of the stuff that my mom has done the last uh, couple of years, give them some break. Cause between it was just her and uh, my grandfather who's 86 years old. And between the two of them, it, 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 it was really tough. And I moved back after, and that kind of when I, I started getting really lost in what I should do, I got a job, which was great at LA Fitness. And, mm -hmm. and it wasn't what I wanted, it was a sales job. Uh, that's when I kind of really got into, I'm staring at a screen, I'm sitting here and my mind's running. I'm used to being stimulated and active. And yeah, I, I started seeing a doctor about it, you know, um, get diagnosed with ADHD. I go to see a counselor and, you know, ADHD, ADD, I had some OCD, different things that were like, they were, they were supplemented by basketball. I could use those different triggers to help me through the game. And then my body's too tired really to, you know, give into the outside, the, the, the stimuli of the OCD or ADHD. Yeah. So that just abrupt stop of exercise and getting really into the job, which is really tough for a lot of people, especially athletes who were used to, you know, playing and mm -hmm. then not everybody's going to the NBA or going overseas and then trying to find out how to get into a life cycle that, that makes sense for you. And I, you know, first couple of years, I didn't do what I loved. I, I was in sales. I worked at enterprise, learned a lot of stuff about business. It was all worthwhile learning that I learned everything I didn't want to do for the next 20 years of my life. It was a quick, quick tutorial on, all right, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Thanks for the opportunity. Appreciate you helping me pay the bills. I'm out. Yeah. I, I appreciate uh, everything I, I, I went through and I knew it all was to make me better. And I, I, I really, you know, value what I got to do. But at the end of it, I got such a blessing to, to get to go into something that's more close to my major. And I worked at Rel Academy with a, a kid who, James Barton, who had played at Bethel and phenomenal uh, player, you know, played at Bethany, a thousand point scorer. And he opened his own academy doing I'm very not. well over there quite familiar with mr barton he's uh we're still we're still trying to get him on the show but uh he's uh he watches every once in a while drops me a comment lets me know that 
So I'm glad that they look at that more connection of us there. And it's it's funny how how small it all ends up, but all connected through basketball, man. I never would have known him. I never would have known. And it and uh, he actually pulled me out of Enterprise. He, I was working full time at Enterprise, and with his help, um, he, he helped me get away from that that mm-hmm. lifestyle of of job. And then we we had a little separation where. I opened my own training business, Tiger Form and Fitness, and that's what I've been running now. And I've been loving that, getting to do what my major was. And all this was, you know, because that first start at LA Fitness, that was like, it opened up the triggers. It opened up all these things that I wasn't used to having for and, and experiencing. And then I got the right medication to help me through it. I talked to a counselor. I saw doctors, you know, I did everything necessary to, to get myself on track. And uh, it's been it's been a, a night and day difference. It, it really, truly makes a difference. And I would recommend anybody who can, you know, who has problems like that. There's it's it's going to take some time, but like there's a there's a dose that is good for you and it will do the right things for your body. It's it's phenomenal. And yeah. that helped me experience the best version of, of my my own success. And if you're gonna, if if you are out there and you're watching this and you're you're a former athlete or not a former athlete, but you're dealing with some of these things where you're you feel kind of slow or you're feeling a little down and it's it's prolonged down, call somebody, call a friend, call a parent, call whoever you can, or you know, go and seek help. Everybody needs help. I've gotten help. Tiger's talking about getting help. I mean, there's this this isn't you're not less of a person because you went and got help or you talked to someone. Absolutely. We need that. We need more people to go and talk to people so that they can figure out why they feel the way they do and learn how, like you said, the coping mechanisms and the things that like sitting in front of a computer all day wasn't for you. You need to be mm-hmm. physically doing stuff to to keep you going. Um, so, yeah. And, 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 it can, and it changes into it turns into depression and anxiety for a lot of people. And that's where like people who are, are experiencing more versions of that is because they get stuck in that, you know, what post-athlete, volleyball players, football players, uh, people who just, you know, you enjoy the college ride, but there's an end game and knowing what at the end of that, what is at the end of that road is a huge thing. That's why, you know, I college is for some people, maybe not for others, but it, it's a definitely a, a route that you should take advantage of if you can to, yeah. especially an athlete, especially when you get paid the way, and they've given you such an opportunity on others who have to earn it and, and, you know, making something of your life with it. I mm-hmm. still, you know, you and I on this show, that's all from the athletics. Well, so let me ask you now what your, so you started your own Academy. What is, how, what, how can people find you? What, what is a way they can get in contact with you and what do you provide for uh, young athletes? Absolutely. I appreciate that, man. Uh, so it's tiger form and fitness. I have uh, an Instagram, Coach Tiger Warford. Uh, I have a personal account. I have a, a card. I haven't done too much online uh, mm-hmm. with a website yet, but uh, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Tiger15. It's been a little tough for some people to find, but you just subscribe on there. And I go through basically uh, agility and explosion training. I mm-hmm. utilize uh, a lot of Vertimax, uh usage, which is a phenomenal platform. I think if you and I would have had used this, we would have been you know, Tomahawk and Windmill Duncan in high school, if we had the- One of us, listen, man, you're giving me a lot of credit. I can rebound. I wasn't an offensive guy. 
but you could jump. And I'll tell you this much. I know you could jump and you were strong. And this Vertimax brought out a new part of your game that, you know, you get access to being able to dunk off the dribble and getting your handles right. Mm-hmm. You go from being a guy who may have not been as comfortable in this game to being a guy who loves this game. And once you figure out that, it's it's a little bit easier. I changed my shot two or three times and became a good shooter once I graduated. So, like, you know, I, it, I'm trying to give everything that I went through. You know, I tell the kids, you know, I walked on. I didn't, I didn't yeah. get the scholarship that you – I had to fight for this stuff. Like, if you can't do at least this minimum – and the, they, they, you know, can you, can you be better than me? That's what I need. I need you to be every bit better than me. Cause it was mm-hmm. a struggle and it was a fight. And I don't want them to have to go through that as much. So I try to get all the skills at an early age from third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, especially seventh and eighth grade. And then I work with a lot of high school guys and I work with uh, graduates too. Some guys that are looking to, you know, play in leagues and, uh, outside basketball after after you know college and stuff I do work with individuals who are just looking to stay in shape and sometimes it's a motivation just Mm -hmm. to keep on track and so uh, I work with all clients I I love working with people and I just love exercise anatomy kinesiology physics it makes sense and different ways that I can keep people into a routine of exercise and a healthy lifestyle I'm not saying I'm going to change it night and day or it's going to happen overnight, but to get a healthy habit or to maintain or see where you can benefit or include a little five or 10 minutes of exercise, do that one, you know, once every day to change your life. And uh, you were a man who I knew as I looked up to as a younger kid who could do a hundred pushups in a row. And I said, that is unbelievable. The number, the amount of strength you need to, that person is way stronger than anybody who's benching, you know, 225 you can get that okay but do 100 push-ups in there. that's a lot of body strength and, and endurance in your muscle and i'm trying to get the kids to be able to do that and to experience that muscle growth in their body mm-hmm. at a young age so that instead of having some of the knee problems like my brother had and having to get knee surgeries they have protective muscles that support the bone growth and so i look at a lot of different balance coordination explosion everything's different for what you need or what sport i work with soccer players volleyball players tennis players golfers there's always different motions and a different way you can improve your sport specific skill so i do my best to to bring that out and at an early age to focus on the muscles that you need for that Mm. on top of you know teaching you how well and how the importance of a proper form you know, I don't know if you were taught, and I know I wasn't when I first went to high school, I didn't do a proper bench press, deadlift, yeah. or a squat, things that I think are hugely, hugely important that, you know, just help prevent little, little in, in fact, you bring up the bench press. I can tell you that the trick that I was always taught, and it was because the guy, when I was at Chartier's Valley, he was, he had become a physical trainer. And he always said that you want to take your pinkies and there's a line on the bar that you want to grab and you take your thumbs. And if it lines up the right way, you should be able to feel it sit on your hands without jerking back. That was the only, that was the only thing he ever gave me. Um, And, you know, I have chronic wrist problems because I never learned how to properly bench. So I don't think this is a way that you should be testing yourself for bench press. No. So, and that's the thing I, and 
and control the weight, you know, at a young age, controlling how much weight they're exposed to and, and getting them stronger in body weight and in control. So I focus a ton on different stuff for each individual, mm -hmm. but you know, everybody needs something different. So I'm not going to treat you the same way I would treat my sixth grader who I, you know, I'm not going to treat two, uh, a guard the same way I treat a post or a kid who wants to do this or that. I, I got to treat everybody a little bit differently, but I try to bring those out in, in controlled ways and, and strengthening their body that helps them continue to want to do it. And I got to tell you, as we wrap up here, one, um, it's been, we, we've, kept, we've kept in touch via social media and messaging. Uh, this is the first time that we've probably seen each other in uh, 10 years, maybe. Um, the thing that stands out to me about you is that like your dad, that positivity behind you, you can just feel that that even when even when stuff's down, you you got this positive outlook and this positive light. And that was the one thing Coach Reg had, man. He had we could be we could we be getting our ass kicked in an AAU game and he'd he'd have a smile on his face. He wouldn't he wouldn't say words that had a smile on his face, but he'd have a smile on his face and yeah. he'd find what the he'd find the good. Look, we played bad, the but fire. here's the good things we did. Mm -hmm. So, and what yeah, I want to a couple of times, yeah. <laughs> well, there, there's a. I actually was just telling someone there's a phrase that your dad had. Instead of being profane to us, he would say when we weren't playing great, he would say you're playing like a wet bag of kittens. And if you don't know what that means, <laughs> go ask someone because I'm not going to explain that to you. And I don't think anybody, <laughs> me, you, Jordan, Fitz, uh, I don't think anybody was sitting there going. I wonder what he's calling us right there. Um, make sure that you that tell your mom and your grandfather and your brother that I said hello. I want to say thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. Um, for those of you at home, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google, basically everywhere you find podcasts. Just type in Dingo Talk. And then on social media, you can find us on TikTok, YouTube or TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram, it's dingo underscore talk. Um, if you don't type that in, you're going to find wild dogs. It's a great page if you're into wild dogs from Australia. That's not me, though. That tiger won't be there. Um, we're here every Thursday at 10 a.m. Uh, I am Carlo Guadagnino, Tiger Warford, my guest this week on Dingo Talk. And we will catch you next week, Chuckleheads. You want to know by now. You want to know by now. You want to know by now.